Hey, I'm Matt Kenyon, and you're listening to the Getting Saucy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Getting Saucy, episode two. We're back with the big mad, big sauce Williams. How are you, big fella? Fantastic. Happy to be back again for another episode. Um, it's been amazing so far, so let's let's keep this thing going. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about that episode one. And if you haven't listened to episode one already, please make sure you go back and do it. Source had some incredible stories about basketball at the high level. What's been the feedback? Yeah, no, the reception, it's been amazing. I just know there's a lot of support behind the Getting Saucy podcast uh, from America and Australia. Great messages, uh, great people reaching out, talking about the honesty that we spoke of um, here on the podcast. And so just want to continue to give great quality product and bring great people on and it, it's, it's amazing. I think that's the biggest thing that we've seen from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix social media. Yeah. Is that the honesty was the thing that came through. I mean, not many people are talking about money. Money is a little bit of a taboo subject, but that video sure. went incredibly wild. And is that just you? You're going to be open, you're going to be honest, and you're going to tell the truth? Yeah, look, like, there's no reason for us to do this if we can't be completely honest and candid with each other. And so, obviously, everybody should tune in to see what stories we come up with next and what what what, what tales we can we can tell and stuff like that. But, uh, no, in, in all seriousness, it's a good place for us to be able to be open with the with the fan base and, and share. A little bit disappointing from episode one to episode two. There's still no oat, oat flat whites here. So... <laughs> We're going to make sure have a coffee ready. By episode three, I feel like we're going to have a coffee sponsor. So there we're we going to have unlimited oat flat white. There we go. And uh, an almond latte or two for me as there well. There you go. So how's the knee, big fella? Yeah, no, surgery went well. Uh, really easy procedure, went in and out, and everything went exactly how I was planning to go. And so I'm up walking and moving around and starting my rehab process and looking to try to get out there on the court as quickly as I possibly can. So I think that's the biggest surprise for everyone is that we can see you at training, you're up, you're walking around, you're still the hype man that you always are. The knee's feeling good, the body's feeling good, and, and you're hopeful for a return maybe sooner rather than later? Yeah, for sure. I um, got off of the, the bed after the surgery and the guy was like, yeah, you can maybe walk on this. Some people use crutches and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, if they're saying it's okay to walk, I'm going to try it out. And I stepped out and it was great. Obviously I had my wife there beside me to, to hold me up and make sure I was good. But yeah, I was moving around directly after surgery. So I know that was a good sign for sure. So we've got a replacement player in from last episode to this episode. We've had a wild, wild journey with Tyler Cook, a former NBA player recently as 2022 played for the Chicago Bulls. He's been here within 24 hours of landing in Melbourne. He was on the court with the team. That's incredible. What do you like about him? What are you excited about, Tyler Cook? First of all, his, his eagerness and willingness to be able to hop on a plane that quick is just amazing. And that takes a lot of effort, you know, to come from a sedentary place. And I'm sure he was working out, staying ready for the offseason, but be like, hey, get out there, get on a plane and then get here. And the next day you're out there training and he showed great athleticism and energy and his knowledge and expertise and what he does is going to be really helpful for us um, during this time. And so it's, it's great to have an addition like that. We're super fortunate to be able to have a player of his caliber to be able to be available and to come in. And so hopefully this, this, this works out really well. Is that a common thing to get a call and be on a plane and be in a different country as quickly as he's done that? Yeah, usually for guys that are those fringe NBA guys who are still waiting for either a training camp opportunity or a roster spot to be open and available, Guys are working out with the mindset like, hey, that call can come at any time. And obviously for a guy like Tyler, he was like, you know, I want to take opportunity and take advantage of this opportunity that I have now to go out, play 
for however many weeks as it is and show that I'm ready and fit and capable of being a, a stud. And, and these training practices that we've had here, we've been able to see how athletic he is and the way he's able to read the game of basketball. And so I think it's going to do well for him and what he wants to do moving forward, but also really helps us here at the Phoenix too, having a player of his caliber be able to step in to that role automatically so yeah Tal has been really open about saying he's here to get wins for the phoenix he's here to work with mike kelly he's here to work with the boys do you think that nba scouts are potentially keeping a close eye on him he's, he's done the right thing in coming to the nbl and he's getting court time do you think that will help him moving forward to maybe try and get that nba contract yeah absolutely i think the there's no doubt about it the nbl is a premier league in terms of bringing NBA talent over there. So I think that the Blitz is a great opportunity with over 45, I think, confirmed NBA scouts or something like that going to watch that for him to be able to have three or four games there and then however many games into the season, it's going to be on the NBA guy's radar for sure. I think that he's going to be able to play really well and put himself in a great position to be able to go out and do the things that he wants to do in his career. So big on him. Tyler hasn't been to the, to Melbourne yet. He's never been to Australia. So What's uh, what's Big Sauce going to take Tyler out to do in Melbourne? What's the first thing you're going to show him? I'm, I hope he likes coffee because if he likes coffee, I got a couple of like local cafes that can really really do it right. I show him the the, the flat white uh, experience that I've experienced for sure. But no, in all in all seriousness, it's it's a good opportunity for him. It's his first year playing overseas, outside of America, and to come to a place that is very similar to the lifestyle that you would live back home in the states. Is, uh, it's going to make it an easy adjustment for him. And then at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. You put the round thing in the round thing, and everything works out. And so I think he'll be able to do that really well. Simple as that. That's it. That's it. It won't take much more than that. Hey, Sauce, so we're going to be back right after this. If you're looking for a fun and exciting way to spend your holidays, look no further than Heartland Hoops basketball camps. It's the ultimate holiday experience. Have fun learning new skills and making new friends with camps at a basketball center near you. Every camper will get a unique experience. And with no more than 12 campers to every coach, you'll be sure to learn something new. And if that wasn't enough, every camper receives a Heartland Hoops tee and a basketball, exclusive merchandise available only to our Heartland Hoops. Sign up now to secure your spot at semphoenix.com.au slash community. Yes, we're back here as always with the big man, Big Sauce Williams. It's his podcast and he's rocking it. He's currently just bopping the head a little bit. He's I'm having so much fun doing this, ass. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's uh, amazing. And the fans love it too. Now, you're bopping your head. I feel like you were the man on the music out there. So the boys are currently training. Yeah. They say that you're the, the man should always be in charge of the music. Yeah. What's your go-to? Ooh. Anything rhythmic. I know that's pretty vague, that's, right? But that's like very race vague. Afro <laughs> that's a good one. I like Afro beats is usually a good way to like get guys into the flow and then I'll play some more hard stuff. So I got some Rollo Rodriguez on there, some ESDG, I got some Drake playing. So I like to mix it up and then we'll throw in a, a little bit of country here and there every once in a while to like set the tone and change the mood up a little bit. But uh the playlists that I have on this thing right here, man, are just, they're one of a kind. This is this is gold. We might have song. to do a Southeast Melbourne Phoenix hey, playlist, a Sources it. playlist. We can send in our entries, too. Send over your favorite songs, and maybe we can incorporate them into our, our, our regular training practice. Great stuff fan like integration, that, that yeah, one. That'd be cool. I want to ask you, and this is probably the toughest question I'm ever going to ask you. Yeah. If you could only listen, listen to one artist the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Who's that artist? It'd be Drake. Drake. Drake's my favorite. Shout out to Drake. Yep, we'll have to get Drake on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Hey, so it's been a big week for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. We've obviously spoken about Tyler and, and his 
massive journey to, to get to Australia and suit up for us in replacement of you for over how, for however long you're out for. But mm-hmm. we also had a big announcement of our number one ticket holder and leadership consultant in Trent Cochin. Now, how does she know about Trent? I, I didn't know much going in, but through my research and through stories and stuff that I've heard from either the staff or people around the city and obviously done my Google searches, what a, what a deal. Yeah. Like how, how fortunate, how good is it that we have him on our side right now and his wealth of knowledge and understanding and just how to win and, and be a leader and, and enrich themselves in the community. Like he's he's a he's a prime example for that and I think he, he's gonna do well with us for sure. I think like you said, he's in, in Melbourne and in Australia in the Australian football league, he's yeah. one of the most successful captains of all time. Yeah. In one of the most successful teams of all time, that that Richmond dynasty, they've won three flags in five years. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible success. And he's with us now. He's been he's the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix own Trent Codgen. So he did ask about you, and unfortunately you weren't able to, to meet Trent yet. You will mm-hmm. meet Trent. Can't wait. Can't wait. He asked you, is it is it true you're a Melbourne supporter? Look, had I known we were having Trent on board, maybe you know, I would have gone Richmond away. Big shout out to Richmond and their football club, and obviously their captain for so many years, who's a part of our franchise now. I am so excited to meet him and and learn leadership tactics and all those kind of things around him, and as well as possibly understand how to properly do a handball or, or kick the footy because I'm I struggle with it. That's the biggest thing I to get. Source, source from fifty, about forty five degree angle. Mm. By the end of the season, Trent's yeah. gonna teach you how to as that's what I need. Those. I reckon I'm gonna need like a pad in my toe though, because I've kicked it a couple times at the wrong spot and it made my toe like vibrate too hard or something like that and it was painful so yeah, i gotta well, figure out the right way to do it the magic of editing will give you a little size five <laughs> you can rooster for about 70. Shh, don't tell our secrets ass come uh, on that man. is true that is true hey source i was lucky enough to have a chat with Trent. we spoke for about 10 minutes on all things footy and as well as his his role with his uh, mentorship and leadership role of some of the the richmond boys and, and what he's excited to do with the phoenix coming up in nbl 24. so we'll throw to that and we'll be back after this we're here with Trent Cochin, our recently announced number one ticket holder and leadership consultant at the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Trent, welcome aboard. And, and what are your first impressions of the club? Yeah, awesome. It was so uh, so nice to meet everyone today. Um, obviously, a smaller and more intimate team than what I'm typically used to, but um, also really excited to, to delve in and, and get to know people on a more personal level and understand you know, the business side of things, but also the culture. You will be here as a number one ticket holder, so fans will be able to see you at the fire pit at John Kane Arena. But let's talk about that leadership consultancy position. Is that something that piqued your interest? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, um, whether it's in sport or outside of sport, it's something where I would love to dabble in as I uh, move into the next phase of my life. Um, And obviously incredibly passionate about it. I was lucky enough to be captain of a a really proud footy club um, where I've learned so many lessons and, and that's not to say that I'm not still learning the lessons every single day. And I think that's the beauty of kids as well. They, they kind of teach you or challenge some of your thinking um, each and every single day, which is, is a beautiful way to consistently, you know, evolve, learn, adapt. Uh, and I think that's what leadership requires. We are chasing our first title in the NBL. So um, I think you're pretty vocal about saying that Rome wasn't built in a day at Richmond. Uh, you won the 2017 flag after 37 years for the Tigers in the wilderness, but it wasn't a one preseason thing that, that built a flag, was it? No, it wasn't. And, and 
as much as it felt like it kind of was because of how bad our 2016 season was and, and turning that around and winning a premiership in 2017, there was so much work that went into that from an individual point of view, but also a team and culture point of view. Um, and probably across two key areas, which is the purpose mindset and, and performance mindset, um, both go hand in hand with getting the absolute best out of yourself and, and executing on game day. That's obviously where the chockies are won. You've worked with a performance coach um and that's something that the Phoenix do as well. Is that something that, that is as important as the X's and O's on game day? Do, and, and is that something that interests you post-career more than, I guess, the kicking and the handballing is the, the performance mindset? Yeah, I think, you know, from where footy, and I'm sure all sports are the same, has, you know, progressed from when I was first drafted back in 2007, which feels so long ago now, is just the the investment in the, the mental part of uh, any sport and... It's, it's really simple when you start to delve down and get deeper, but not doing the work is where I think people become a little bit unstuck. And that's certainly something that I've become way more aware of, but also passionate about. And and I think the, the beauty of those mental tools um, aren't just applicable to playing your sport. They're everyday life, you know. Uh, it could be driving your car and being irritated by someone who's not driving quite the way you expect them to. But um, these are all where I think the beauty of the lessons and, and relative to, to all walks of life, not just sport. We have a lot of young players on our list and a lot of developing developing players. A player that you've seen from start to, to now is, is Dustin Martin. I'm sure his name is quite synonymous with your own. Um, what do you remember of a young Dusty? Oh, I think very early stages, he was obviously a superstar in the in the making uh, with regards to talent. But from a maturity point of view, he obviously had a lot of growth to do. And I think the best way to put it is that, you know, probably after his first couple of years, every year that I grew up, he probably grew up too. And, and now, you know, he's he's only a year younger than me. His, his football record speaks for itself. But I think the thing that makes me most proud as a mate is his growth from a just a, a human being point of view um you know the things that he's intrigued about the things that he's learnt about um you know people are surprised often when i talk about how he's really connected to the spiritual part of life and and world and um you know he's he's done meditation uh <laughs> practices yeah. and and that's become part a big part of him living his best life and probably you know whilst he'll leave the game when that happens as one of the greats that's you know, pulled on a Richmond Guernsey, but also an AFL Guernsey. Um, I'll be most proud about the person that he is. Do you think that has added to the Dustin Martin story? Is that the fact that we, we don't know a whole heap about Dusty, but we see him with you, we see him with your wife, we see him with your kids. He just seems like a happier person when he's around the Cochins. Do you, do you find that? Yeah, well, he just loves people. He's he's one of those guys that can light up a room and, and whether that's uh, in the football environment or not, um, he just... Gravit- or people gravitate towards him and he is the energy and, and probably through his challenging times since his, his old man has passed away, um, you know, they're the moments where you realise just how impactful uh, he can be on a group and granted grief challenges people in, in many different ways, um, you know, when he's probably been most absent uh, from just himself, um, that's where we've been challenged most as, as a group or or you see the impact that it has on people. So he's a wonderful person. He's very um, generous. He loves bringing people together uh, and, and spending time with people. There's a big uh, off-season for Dusty and obviously somebody else close with you, Damien Hardwick, is up at the Gold Coast. Can you see Dusty going north, River to Sun? 
Uh, look, I don't think it's something that would be out of the question. I think he's one of his values is that he's very loyal and, um, you know, it'd be nice to think that uh, along with Shane Edwards, Jack Riewoldt and myself, he can become another 300-game player for the Richmond Footy Club and, and that's probably where I see it playing out. Again, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's ultimately his decision. I think I remember Dimmer saying, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, um, that he doesn't owe anything more to the Richmond Footy Club. I don't know whether that was because he knew what he was up to and was just trying to plant the seed or whether that was just, you know, genuine. Like he's, he's given our fans more than they could have ever wished for, not just personally, but, you know, a lot of that has been on the back of some of his individual brilliance and, um, you know, we're just grateful to have shared that journey with him. You've clearly the Phoenix own Trent Cochin now, but will, uh, will, will yourself, will you have some footy involvement next year? What's, what's the plan with the sharing next year? Yeah, look, I think you can become somewhat institutionalised being in the game for sort of 16-odd years. Um, that's not to say that I'm saying no to things. So you speak to guys that I've been or I've been in sort of management positions in uh, the Richmond Footy Club and forever I've been saying that once I've finished, I definitely won't be part of it. But in saying that, I'm going to miss um, the team environment, the everyday of, you know, different personalities and characters that light up your day and and there's a lot of positivity that comes with that but also a lot of challenges but um i'm sure i'll find that in in the different areas of work that i'm doing to say that i I won't be part of footy is probably unfair for me to say that but i I definitely think that there's elements of the game that i'll still be invested in and, and love your kids obviously form a big, big part of your life. Three under nine, correct? Yep, and now they're they're big basketball fans as well. So I'm sure they'll be joining you at John Can Arena in the fire pit this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. I actually was speaking to them about it this morning, and um, my eldest, who's nearly nine, uh, <laughs> she's like, "So we'll be watching like Michael Jordan." So there's a bit of education around some of the current players that uh, <laughs> I probably need to give them. Um, but we'll be on that journey together. They do love the game. Uh, Unfortunately, she lost her grand final um, last weekend. But, uh, yeah, but both my eldest two um, have a real love for, for basketball. You know, there's obviously the beauty of team sport, but also, you know, in comparison to some of the other sports that they've been playing, there's probably more game time and more opportunities to get the ball just because with the lesser numbers on the fields or on, on the court. So um, both love it. Uh, and my youngest, he's just obsessed with anything that is to do with sport and ball sports. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to love getting down to the fire pit and, and uh, enjoying what is on offer there. We're going to rely on you for a lot of contacts in the industry. Is, is Michael Jordan in the, in the phone book? Can we, can we get Michael to the fire pit? <laughs> no, no, I know I don't have Michael Jordan's uh, number in my phone, unfortunately, but it'd be a pretty handy get to just promote the game a little bit down here in Australia. That's a call out to, to Michael and the yeah. camp. If, yeah. if you are free and you are in Melbourne, make sure you get to a, a fire pit game. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We're Trent. happy to sit down and talk all things talk basketball. Yeah. yeah, we can talk some mindset yeah. with Michael Jordan. Trent, you've been incredible. I have to ask you for the JD Sports Fit Check. Uh, what is an item that you don't leave the house without? <sighs> yeah, it's a good question. I, I recently had uh, Father's Day at school and um, our middle child had written that I always wear black. So I'd probably say a, a black t-shirt in most cases is, is what I'm going. I probably need to brighten up my day a little bit with that. <laughs> Black's safe in Melbourne. Black's fine. <laughs> Very safe. And you can head down to JD Sports at Chatty and, and get as many black T-shirts as you can. So, Trent, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the announcement. You're going to be a big part of the Phoenix family this year. And we can't wait to see you in and amongst the boys and, of course, at John Keane Arena at the Fire Pit. You'll be there. Very excited. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Thanks, Trent. Hi, Phoenix fans. Reese Vague here. Don't miss any of the action in the Fire Pit this season. 
Get your three-game membership now, starting at just $25 for kids. Yes, we're back here on episode two of Getting Saucy. We've gone beautifully, I reckon, so far. Sauce, what do you reckon? No, it's been great. And Trent was incredible as well. Trent, what a guy. Like, I, again, can't wait to meet him and, and be a part, have him be a part of what we got going on. Very excited. And, of course, to everyone out in the AFL landscape, the footy season is coming to a close. And I think the day after the footy season closes yeah. is the Phoenix's first home game. So we encourage everyone to jump on the Phoenix. Yeah. Please. It is an incredible, incredible incident. It's time. Product. It's an amazing time to be a Phoenix fan. Get on board. Absolutely. We're going to very, very high places. Now, in episode one, we did a call out to everyone listening across Australia that we will be asking for video submissions. Now, this is Game Recognizer's Game. Now, Source has been an incredible player across the world, and he wants to see your video submissions. And we've actually had one. So this is from Dave Middleton. Yeah. He sent in a video of his son, Jet. This is an incredible play for a little fella. Man. Source, hit the play button. Yep. So right here, you see a defensive step. Oh, Jet gets a steal, dribbles him down with his right hand. No double dribble, goes up for the layup and gets the score. And it's to my understanding that they end up winning this game. They won well. the game. So players like that are indicative of what the Phoenix want to be. We want to be hard-nosed. We want to be a defensive-minded team. And we want to score the ball on the other end. And so this is big time. Go Jet. Good on you, mate. Keep sending in your submissions. Game will recognize game at the end of the day. Game recognizes game. We want kids having fun on the basketball court. It's great to hear the fans in the, in the crowd yeah. as well. I think the parents are yeah. really encouraging as well. So yeah. that's what we're about at the Phoenix. We are the family club. We are the Heartland Club. Sure. And of course, please do head to scmphoenix.com.au forward slash community. Check out Heartland Hoops. Okay. We spoke a little bit about it last week, but Sauce, you've been at some of those camps. The fun that these kids have is incredible. Wow. It's, it's, it's truly one of the better camps that I've ever been a part of. The Heartland Hoops camps bring an element of fun, of, of, of knowledge, of education, of team building, of self building, like all the way around. Like I think it's it's probably the best place that you can probably send your kids to learn about the game of basketball and also learn about the fun that you can have while playing it. And so shout out to the Heartland Hoops volunteers, shout out to the people out there putting on those camps and come and sign up, man. Go click that link, get your kid in there and understand what we got building up here. And we are gonna call out, we do we've actually got an email source. Well, We've got our own email. So you can send? You can send oh, everything man. to that email. Yeah, them game-recognized game clips. I need to see them, man. I need to see them. Absolutely. And every coffee sponsor, every every shirt sponsor, whatever it is, is going to be coming to saucy at semphoenix.com.au. So that's saucy at semphoenix.com.au. Send in your video submissions, anything and everything. Love we're, it. we're open to everything. Love so, it. so now time for questions from the crowd. And it was a great success last week. We've had even more submissions this week. So... Please keep sending your questions yeah. in. We obviously do the call out on social media. One of your teammates has actually sent in a question this no week. No so yeah, way. Man, we've, got a, we've got a big, big collaboration there. Ruben Tarangi ring a bell? Oh, that's my God, man. I love Rooms, dog. He had a, such a great World Cup. Incredible. Too. I'm so yeah. happy to have him back with us, man. That's awesome. How good for him to, to captain the Tall Blacks as well. Wow. Like, I know that's something that he's been working towards. He didn't get a chance to play in the last competition that they had and so for him to go out there and have that success and, and lead that group the way he did was amazing to see big shout out to Rubes now Rubes wants to know what your favorite American fast food is favorite American fast food and there's a big debate about this amongst Americans I'm an In-N-Out burger guy because I'm a West Coast guy and that's where the In-N-Out burger is located I get a lot of slack from my East Coast teammates I'm sure Will Cummings will have a comment on this after he hears this but In-N-Out is the best the best fast food in the United States of America. I stand on it. I'll stamp it. Argue with your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stamped. And you know what? 
Australians went crazy. They did a, a pop-up in and out store a yeah. couple of years ago. Unbelievably. So good. Just the lines were around the block. It was incredible. And that's how it is at home, too. You get to an In-N-Out burger at this particular time, the lines wrapped all the way around the thing. So shout out. I feel like every Australian who lands in California yeah. gets straight off the plane and goes straight to In-N-Out burger. Literally, LAX is International Terminal. The first exit, if you're going back towards the 405 freeway, is an In-N-Out burger, and you have to stop there. It's like... It's, it's, it's on the it's on the checklist for sure. Well, when we go for our Mad Monday for the podcast, yeah. why don't we just hop on a plane to LAX and jump on? Mate, you, you're talking, you're preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm with it. I'm always good for in and out. And of course, we're calling for sponsors yeah. for the yeah. for the first class <laughs> tickets there as well. Here. <laughs> hey, Anne, who has asked, how did your college years influence you as a player? Shout out to Anne. Uh, she was actually we came in as freshmen together. One of my good friends there at school. Um, no, I, I learned a lot. I learned how to be a man. I learned the ins and outs and, and how to conduct myself in a professional manner through being at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, you learn time management skills, having to deal with classes and also basketball. And then you just learn who your real friends are. And so I, I, my best friends in life, I have a couple from when I was a kid, but most of them come from when I was in my college years. And it was just the bond that we were able to form. Um, and, and, and do fun things there at school. So definitely help. I think Australians don't really realise what the college system is like. So yeah. for university, for us, we're pretty much going 10, 10 minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, we're coming home, we do our shoots, we do our lectures, and, and that's it. But college for Americans is a big deal. Some people are moving across the country to yeah. do this. Can you put it into words what, what that moment is like, that you get accepted into college and then you're kind of off and you're on your own? Yeah, look, it's there's, there's nothing like a four-year university experience in the United States. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of that. I know a lot of international players that have come over and played and they say that their experience at the four-year college that they chose to go to was just amazing. It's away from your parents. It's its own world. And again, you're, you're challenged by different things every day. You have class schedules, you have clubs that you go to, you have sports if you're into that. And so it, it allows you to really find yourself and, and, and be who you are going to be for the rest of your life. And so if you have an opportunity, kids in Australia, to go out and, and see the world and, and go to a university out there, I'd say take it because it's, it's a good experience to come back home with. It's a great, yeah. great answer, Sauce. Couple more. Um, your favorite thing that happened at the Phoenix last year, whether it was a win, a play, whatever it is, what was your favorite thing? Beating Melbourne United. Good answer. And I can't even believe I let that last part of the, the thing get out of my mouth. But no, nah, like those, those, those throwdown games are just classics you know it's 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 two it's teams oh man it's two teams at the peak of of basketball in australia in the best city in australia shout out to melbourne um it's 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 so much fun and electrifying and and if you get a chance to go to any phoenix games obviously i want you to come to all the home ones but if you can hit those throwdowns you'll really see what we're talking about and it's 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 special i think if you haven't been to a phoenix game before yeah. the throwdown is the one to start the with one, for sure it is tribal man. completely tribal man unreal Last one, Sauce, and this is from Paul Baston 10. I'm curious how a player at the NBA franchise is told they're being traded or waived. How does that process typically play out? Who delivers the news to you? And how does that process in the NBA differ to other leagues? Yeah, um, it's it's never a fun thing hearing you're getting traded, cut, waived, or anything like that. Um, I had my experience happen to me in Phoenix on the second year of my deal. They called me, I think it was two days after the deadline and they're like, hey, we're going to waive you. The call came from the GM, Ryan McDonough, a um, friend of mine. And so a lot of respect that he was the one that made the call. Other guy stories aren't the same. I've heard of guys getting traded 
and they don't understand or find out that they're getting traded until they open their phone and yep. see that Woj dropped a bomb on Twitter. Um, technically, I think it should be the GM making that phone call to the player and letting them know the situation of what's going on. But the reality of it is, depending on where you are on the court at the time or where you are in the city at the time, you never know where you're going to get it from. And so it is definitely something that is a, a heart-wrenching thing, especially if you have a lot of love for the place that you're at. And Which so, you had for Phoenix. I, yeah, for Phoenix, it's, it's home for me. And so I, I, I definitely shed a couple of tears and was trying to figure out what was next. But like anything else in this professional landscape, you got to continue to move forward. And so to wipe the tears off and like, all right, cool, where's the next place to go? And so um, that differs overseas. Overseas, usually you're getting a call from your agent saying, hey, they're not happy with you. They want to let go of you and let you go, that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it's it's never fun anywhere you are in the world. And it, But this, this, this game of basketball and this profession is definitely cutthroat. And so your job's never really safe. And, and, and so you always got to be ready and prepared to be able to be on the move, so. What? is the next day the 24 hours after you're told that you won't be a phoenix suns player anymore you've supported this club as a kid you've played for this club you've lived out your dream but then it stops and it stops pretty abruptly the next day what is that like the 24 hours afterwards yeah i'll be honest like it was it was soul searching time almost it was like the first thing i wanted to do obviously after the tears was like blame whoever I thought was responsible, whether it be the agent, whether it be the GM that told me one thing and the other thing happened, whether it be the coaches for not giving me enough minutes, whether it be the the, the trainers that didn't get me back from my injury, right? But then I did my self-reflection and realized that it was my mistakes and my maybe shortcomings that didn't allow me to be able to be in the p- best position to continue my career with them. So I looked back, I reflected, and there were certain things I probably could have done differently I could have worked harder in this area. I could have done this less and, and those kind of things. And so I, I just had to have self-reflection. It was hard. It was hard for the first couple of weeks because it, was, it wasn't it was like, hey, you're waived. And now it's like, boom, here's another job for you. It's like, hey, you're waived. And now this this dead period of like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Do you want to go overseas? Do you want to go back to China and play? Do you want to try to fight it out in the NBA? And so... I really had to figure out what was the best thing for me, and I think that just came to me just getting back in the gym as quickly as I possibly could and just getting it out there and letting my emotions run out through the work that I put in. And and since that day, I can honestly say my professional career has taken me to different heights now because of the work that I've put in after that day. And so it's it's still motivating me. You know, thinking about it now, I still get a little emotional about it because of uh, the impact that it had on my life, for sure. Last one. The moment you stepped back on an NBA court with Brooklyn, what was that moment like? It was great. You know, it was like, okay, cool. I still got this. I can still do this. You know, it was it was that that prove it moment to myself and and a testament to the work that I put in and the situation that I put myself in. And so, uh, if I ever get back to that moment, I know it'll be another one like that. But that time getting back out there with Brooklyn and and going out and having certain games that I had just showed myself that, you know what, I belong here. And so it's, it may not be a, a, a me issue, it may be a them issue, and maybe I'm going to go find a place somewhere in this world that values what I do and values what I can bring to an organization. And so that's where I was like, okay, cool, made it back, did my two-way, I'm going to pack my bags and head overseas and go where they're going to pay me well, and they want me and they're, they're asking me to come play for them, and I feel a sense of, of, of desire to go be a part of something special. And so... That's why I packed my bags, and I, I ain't looked back ever since. So No, you have not. Yeah. Amazing insight, amazing honesty as always, Source. We're done. You've been incredible. Okay, yeah. I've been okay. Yeah, no, as you're the best, man. <laughs> I go all right. Hey, Source, we're going to be back next week. We're going to have a guest on next week. We can't tell you who it is yet, but there's going to be a third person joining us at the desk 
on Getting Saucy. Make sure you like, subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. Getting Saucy is the place to be every week and we'll see you then.